are now listening to the Zesty Soak Pod. Zesty. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Zesty Zoe Pod. In this episode, I'm joined once again by, um, I guess, the NBA analysis expert, Roji, um, where we'll be mostly recapping the NBA draft from, I guess, two days ago and going some in-depth analysis on the picks, I guess, mostly highlighting, uh, I guess, the, the first round and, I guess, Toronto's pick. So, yeah, welcome back, Roji. What's poppin', what's poppin'? Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, I guess. Um, do, do you have any? I guess pick you want to start with talking about or? Um, any specific, uh, yeah, I just need yeah. to close. I just need to close. Uh, I just need to close. Um, oh, my internet connection is unstable. Wait, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It might be a bit delayed, but it's okay. still pretty good. Yeah, no, it usually happens. It'll, it'll go away after like a minute. It's just how the hub internet is. It just goes out. And I think I just docked myself, but I'm not gonna be here in like a month or something matter. <laughs> But, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, thing. What, what is it? Yeah, it's just the hub internet. Like every like hour, it just might become a bit shit for like a minute. But it usually go back to normal, so we should be good. But um, it makes gaming pretty hard though. But um, but yeah. So I guess in terms of the draft, um, I definitely did. You know, I didn't see this coming, but I knew it was a possibility. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like. I, think, I don't know if the rumors are true, but apparently, like Suggs had a really Jim Suggs that is had a like he had he, he had a bad workout with us. Like he's like missing like so many shots, and then they gave him like a second chance, and like he didn't do well in that one either. And yeah. then Scotty Barnes like literally murdered the workout. So I guess that's mm-hmm. and they, they've been uh they apparently they've been um scouting him for a while since he's like in high school, so they probably really liked him. Oh, I see. So, like, now that I know all that, like, it makes a lot more sense why they picked him. And also, like, it kind of makes sense why they didn't trade back either, because um, apparently, like, Suggs, like, yeah, I don't want to slide another guy too hard, because, you know, he's still a good player. Uh, just the workout didn't go well. Apparently, he played, like, the he had the worst workout. I mean, it's just a rumor, so I don't want to read too much into it. But, like, like usually it's not, like, a thing to give a, you know, a drafty, like, a second workout, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't do like too well in that one either, so I don't like this could all be like a bunch of smoke. But like you know what the overall the overall consensus you know if you ignore like rumors like that is that he didn't have a good workout with us. That that much is, like a fact. So mm-hmm. you know whether he had one or two or missed shots or whatever, Scotty Barnes had the better workout. That's one thing we know for sure. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like I was like thinking about it over the past couple of days, and it's like thinking like like I think Suggs is a good player. But I don't know if we like need his talents because thing is he's not like a half court scorer. I know neither is Barnes, but I I get to why I think why Barnes is, like a better fit is um I think like, the Raptors like their main issues is that um apart from like Siakam um like nobody can really drive to the rim and put up a good shot. Whether it's like for OG the issue is like his handle is not quite there yet. Um for Fred he doesn't have like like apart from layups like. Which people can predict and kind of counter because due to his height. Um, you know, like he doesn't have a flow game at all, right? So like the people just know, like, I don't need to guard this guy as he's driving to the rim, I can just go straight to the rim, right? Yeah. And the Scotty Barnes is like, um, you get someone who's like really tall and can play either the point guard or any of the forward positions, pretty much any position but small uh shooting guard and center. Um and like he can like see over the defense and he can provide playmaking, which you know that's kind of Fred's like he's 
okay at it for a point guard, but you know, it would benefit the team greatly if we had another playmaker. Because I, I, I don't remember if you, uh, if you do remember, but remember in that last possession against Boston in that game seven. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if, like, I don't know if you remember the specifics, but I remember like, n- like so clearly, like in 4K. I mean, the, the stream is in 1080p, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like Fred was like dribbling off the ball, he couldn't find a play, and he just had to chuck, and he got blocked by Jalen Brown. Or like the that shot was heavily contested by Jalen Brown, so it was like so far. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, if Scotty Barnes is there, I'm pretty sure he can find like the best player to pass to, especially in like a year or two. You know what I mean? And yeah, I feel like, maybe. Like, I'd say if it was like Jalen Green and you passed up, then yeah, I think you should be maybe a little bit more concerned. But like, Suggs wasn't isn't like this amazing like half court scorer, so I can get why they did the pick. And um, his higher upside was uh, Scotty Barnes, just kind of a fact. I mean, he's tall, his handle is pretty well developed, and the issue is the shot. But how do you feel about the pick? I don't know. Um, like, obviously, it's not like one of the top three picks, which were already like, I guess, a given. And pretty much the top three picks all, I guess, had higher star potential than, I guess, four and five, even though four and five were pretty good still. Um, yeah, I was a bit mm-hmm. surprised with Scotty Barnes since it seemed like like a bunch of rumors said it would be Suggs as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all right. Like, the Raptors already have like, it's like we don't have a, we're not desperate for a guard or desperate for like a forward. So we just picked who like, we thought was the best, right? Yeah. So I guess didn't really matter. I guess just, it's just hoping that this pick will help us, I guess, develop and hopefully get us back into playoff contention. Um, yeah. I guess the only bad thing about Scotty Barnes is his, I guess, long range three point shot. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like if you get, I hope he gets a three point shot, but like, I don't know. I don't yeah, really see him being like an all star um, in the next five years, in my opinion. Like, I don't know. I just don't see it. Yeah, you don't, you don't see him being an all star in the next five. Yeah, that's pretty fair. I could see uh, why someone would say that. Yeah, it's like. I disagree, but I could see why someone would see that. I guess, like, um, my point towards that is like, I don't think Suggs is like an elite three point shooter either. He's like 33%, which isn't like good for a guard. And also, like, like, the thing is, like, like, in a vacuum, if you look at the Scotty Barnes pick and you look at the three guys taken above, actually, not so much Jalen Green. Like, especially if you look at Evan Mobley and Cade, like, you're like, all right, you know, Scotty Barnes is not that level of prospect, you know, at least for now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, But when you look at, like, the other prospects and, like, the Green, the so I still don't think Green should have gone number two. I think she got three or four. Um, But if you look at the other prospects, um, Scotty Barnes makes a lot more sense, right? Because... Jalen Green, his main issue is defense, and like he has a lot of potential, but he's not even like the best scorer in this draft. The best scorer in this draft is Cam Thomas, but you know upside, right? That's people draft for, so that's why you know Jalen Green went two and Cam Thomas went like twenty seven, right? So that is one thing. Um, if you look at the Evan Mobley K tier, yeah, Scotty Barnes, like, you know, definitely not that level of prospect, but um, like, I think the thing that just makes this really appealing is because his handle and his playmaking are at a way higher level than, like, Siakam's and OG's were, like, yeah. um, like ever, right? I think maybe Siakam's handle might be better, like, right now. But, um, you know, Scotty Barnes is, like, 19, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where, like, that's where the upside comes in because if you look at, like, a lot of, like, 
um stars like the one the hardest thing to teach in all of basketball is a handle and advantage creation right um advantage creation means like you know step backs fadeaways stuff like that like really hard shots right yeah so like the Raptors have like a track record of developing a shot but like yeah, there's not much you can do like because Jalen Green and Jalen Suggs their main issues are handle right um like even draft Jalen Suggs or Green and their handle doesn't develop there's not much you can do Right, like it's one of the harder skills to develop. You just have to hope that those guys can, you know, figure it out. And you know, the last work ethic comes in is probably another reason why they draft Scotty Barnes. Um, but it's like if you pass up Evan Mobley for him, then yeah, yeah, I, I can like, I'll be like, okay, wait, what, what are we doing, right? Mm-hmm. But like, um, yeah, it's like it's like a risky pick, but I don't think it's like you know they pick one spot away, right? right? Like, yeah. it's not like they. If they had number one and they picked like Scotty Burns, then you know, like I would be like, okay, I honestly don't know what y'all are doing, right? Mm-hmm. But um, this case, you know, like I, yeah, I'll give I'll give him a chance, and I think he's got the potential to do it. Um, I think it's like his high end outcomes are probably like Simmons with a shot. That that seems like like what I'm getting from yeah. like, watching him and stuff. Maybe the playmaking is not as advanced. Pretty zesty take. Um, the shot will be there. Pardon? It's a pretty zesty take. Like he'll be like a mini Simmons or I guess a Simmons. That, that's a high player. outcome. Like the mini yeah. outcome is probably just like um Simmons with maybe like 70% of the playmaking and like uh a Siakam type shot, like maybe like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So like that's still a pretty good player. Like you know, you could, you could be pretty happy about that if he becomes that. Um the question is, um, what are the rotations gonna be like? Right, like I honestly, if I was a coach, I'd try running Scotty at the power forward to start because Siakam's injured until like January, right? Uh, or like six months since June, which is like January, I think. So mm-hmm. we're gonna get two months. We could probably just start Scotty Bunch straight off the bat, so you don't, you don't have to worry about the rotations then. When Siakam comes back, um, you know, you got you got some decisions to make because I don't think Scotty Bunch he's an NBA ready defender for sure, like. I completely trust him take, guarding the other team's like second or third best player. Um, okay, maybe not if it's Durant, but apart from that, <laughs> I pretty much trust him guarding the sec- second or third best player, especially third best player. But um, he needs time. Like he's not going to be, um, he's not, not going to be like, um, who, who's a good? He's not going to be like a Mikhail Bridges in like next year. You know what I'm saying? Like he's going to take some time, and his skill set is probably like. You're getting a pretty unique player. I can't really think of a lot of players that have a skill set. Like, I know you got the Draymond Green comparisons, but yeah. Draymond Green handle isn't as tight as Scotty's were, especially like at the draft, right? And if you look at Simmons, um, Simmons you know, will not shoot, right? Mm-hmm. But Scotty will. So at the same time, though, um, Simmons plays above the rim, Scotty plays under the rim. So, like, there's not really a good comparison for him. But I think this is like, it makes the Raptors next season a lot more interesting than it would have if they just picked Suggs. I feel like if they just picked Suggs, you know, you expect some like you know development over the years. You become like Alonzo Plus or like a John Wall type. Like John Wall is like, you know, in his prime, right? Yeah. With like a little bit less athleticism and a bit better shot. But it makes it very interesting because now the pressure's on the Raptors, right? Because they got to make sure that this guy is in the best situation to succeed, right? And that that's going to rely on Nick Nurse like giving him minutes, right? Even if he's missing shots. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where that's where this gets interesting. Um, yeah, I don't honestly I don't really have that much to say about Scotty Barnes. I was 
pretty kind of expecting that this could happen, and I'm pretty happy to be honest. I think the only other, the only pick I would have been like would have been like disappointed with is we picked Alpin Shingun, just because yeah. like like I don't have a like he's not not like a bad prospect. I don't think he fits what the Raptors like look for and like how they play. Like he's like a, a bit slower of a center, very offensive focused. His defense isn't that great. Um, mm-hmm. so it's like he's good for certain teams. Like I like he went to Houston, right? Or is it OKC? Uh, I think it's Houston, but I think, I think he works in Houston, and I think he even work at OKC too. So like, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm, I was pretty happy with this as long as it wasn't like you know complete reach. Yeah. Oh, 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 I just realized that Toronto had three picks. I I always thought they had two. Oh yeah, they had two second rounders this year from the Matt Thomas and Terrence Davis trades. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I could talk a little bit about those. Um, I, honestly, I don't know anything about those players. All I know is that the the forty seventh pick they guy that guy's supposed to go in the first round, so that's kind of a steal. I was kind of hoping they pick one of Shreve Cooper, or BJ Boston, but um, mm-hmm. they didn't. So maybe something happened in the workouts, and I think that's like a, another thing to do when they're evaluating picks. Um, we have like less information than they do, right? Because they have the workout, but. Scotty Barnes also went to like the draft combine. So, and I'm guessing those second draft picks probably went too, right? So, yeah, like it's easy to say, like, um, oh, like, uh, I think they should have picked, um, Suggs, but you know, we have no idea what happened in that Suggs workout, right? Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, if the rumors are true and you did work out twice, then you know, I would, I would feel a bit uneasy if I was the Raptors front office and I was picking Suggs. But if the Orlando workout was like he murdered that shit, then I'd feel very good if I was Orlando, you know what I mean? So, it's mm-hmm. like, you kind of just got to trust the information that's in front of us. And like for us, you know, this is what we know. And when it comes to that second round, I was really hoping we get Shreve Cooper or BJ Boston. Um, Cause like, you yeah. know, those players like pretty well scouted by like the overall draft scouting community. And they look pretty good. And, and BJ Boston was supposed to be like a top seven pick before he started college. So that would have been really insane. Cause BJ Boston's like a pretty much a scoring only prospect. And with yeah. like a lot of upside. Yeah, like I, I'm not like I think like Jordan Clarkson level upside, maybe even better. But um, you know the floor is why probably why he didn't go come to us. But a lot of it, the draft is pretty interesting this year because like a lot of stuff didn't go as expected. Was there anything that surprised you outside of the Raptors? Yeah, I guess um, OKC taking um, um like Josh Giddy. Like I wasn't too sure if he'd go that high at six, like right after the um, I guess the presumptive five. Like um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know like maybe Sam Presti is, comes clutch again, but I'm not really sure like if Josh Giddy is like I guess the best fit for OKC or like um or like compared to I guess Kaminga and I guess other whatever whatever they need. Well, I guess OKC just is just stacking. I'm not sure whether they're they're choosing best for fit or like best talent overall since they have a bunch of picks in the next few years. So. I assume they're yeah, drafting. I imagine I guess, best they're probably talent. doing best talent. Because, yeah, yeah, that's what I would guess too. And I wouldn't. I was, sorry. Okay, see, so it's like I feel like at some point. Oh, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I think my internet kind of like paused. What were you gonna say? No, you can continue. I was just saying that, like, yeah, I'm not too sure what OKC is going for and Josh Giddy, but it's not the it's a bit of a surprise, I guess, overall compared to I guess a um Honestly, I'm domestic. Sure what OKC is going for in general. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Like I thought at some point, like at some point you can't have like you have 25 picks. Like 
just logically, you can only have like 15 or 16 guys on a roster, right? And it's like, even if you have like 20 rookies, like they need to develop somewhere, right? Like you gotta send them straight to the G League or just get a bunch of drafts and stash guys. But at some point, you gotta start trading these guys. And that's why I'm thinking like, um, honestly, like if there's a team that could trade for Ben Simmons with their Warriors, like ridiculous uh, offer, it's probably OKC. They could probably just offer like 10 picks and get them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like, I, like I'm not even like joking because like it, is, it sounds like a joke and it's kind of funny, but like they can literally do it. And like based off what Daryl Moore is asking for, you know, like it's like, yeah, like like I see the humor behind it because it's like, yo, like this is actually happening, but it's got those picks got to go somewhere. Yeah, it's like so unless like, they have like, I guess in this year's draft, like a top five or like top three pick, or maybe next year's draft, like they get a superstar, maybe like um, or somehow through I guess lottery or whatever. Like if they're just getting, I guess. Like I guess number six and this year's draft like six and below, it's, they're not really like presumptive all stars. Like I'm, I might just trade them. Cause... Yeah, like they're not gonna like move the needle. Like yeah, like I'm saying all this stuff about Scotty Barnes and like how he could be like a good piece and potentially like an all star type player. You're not even just an all star, but like you know, think about it. All the other prospects below Suggs have like a worse chance of becoming an all star, mm-hmm. right? So like you know, if it's looking like. You know, it's kind of looking like average for us at four, which I think Scotty's a bit above average. Um, it's not looking like great for like you know what OKC have, and the thing with what OKC is doing is like I get doing it for like one or two years because you, you want to tank and get the best pick possible, but at some point like you got to be like you literally just can't bring these guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think like they're probably gonna do this for like a few like one or two more years, but like a lot of their picks aren't even that valuable, right? Because it's like a lot of them like protected. Or like second round picks or like swaps. So it's like like this isn't like the Brook. I don't remember if you like I don't remember if you remember the Brooklyn Boston trade where like Boston got all these like picks and they're all really high, like number one, number three, number seven, right? Like that's not what OGC's getting with this Paul. They're getting like 14, 15, 20. So it's like, yeah, it looks good on paper. Um, but you gotta hit on those picks. You know what I'm saying? And not only get to hit on yeah. those picks. But those guys need to place to succeed. Yeah, that's so, true. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the giddy pick though. Like I was surprised, but um I would prefer to see Book Knight or Kuminga there. But like yeah, like I, I I don't know what to think of the giddy pick. Like he's a good player, but he needs to be on the ball, right? Because that's like his main his his number one like ability is passing, right? That's like he's gifted at that, right? But, like, in terms of off-ball and other stuff, he's not as strong. And you have Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Like, I, don't, I wouldn't want to risk Shea Gilgis-Alexander's development for Josh Giddy, right? And, like, Josh Giddy's a good player. But, like, you know, if you're trying to develop, like, an aspect of Shea's game, let's say Shea, like, he needs to develop, like, a catch-and-shoot game, right? Then I feel better about the Giddy pick because, you know, then Giddy can handle the ball, Shea can develop his stuff, and you know, everything's all good, right? But Shea's already, like, a very good shooter. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not sure what they were doing, but they probably just took the best player available. And maybe they can make it work because, you know, Josh, Josh getting to play off ball, but, you know, you, you want to make use of his amazing talent, right? And that's I kind of would prefer to see Book Knight there, but hey, maybe Giddy's just a guy, you know? And what yeah. do you think about the Warriors picks? Because I was keeping track of those. I, I think they murdered the draft. Yeah, they got, like, opinion. pretty I much steals. They literally destroyed it. Yeah. Like, everything was a steal. They got, like, the thing at Kuminga is, like, 
like I noticed, like yo, he didn't play any extra games, but his stock dropped, and that's usually like a good sign, mm-hmm. especially if teams haven't like worked out. Like okay, that's a good sign if teams haven't worked out anybody yet, because that just means he's just falling down because people like are losing hype, but not actually because of his ability. You know what I mean? So yeah. like they got Kuminga and they got a Moses Moody, the one the guy I wanted them to draft at seven, and it's just like I was just like wow, like. That's so good because even if you, you even if you keep your guys, like you have like a you know a high floor prospect now in Moses Moody, right? Like you yeah. come off the bench, you can be like a sixth, seventh man, be a decent like scoring option off the bench, and like he's just three and D, like just overall great, right? And it's just like that's what you want. And now you have the like, high yeah. risk picks and like Wiseman and Kuminga, and you know you can keep both of them, you can keep one of them, but you now you feel a lot better about it because if you had three high risk picks, you're like yo, like got an elbow. But, like, now it's, like, it's pretty good. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, as a Golden State fan, I'm feeling pretty good. As a Raptors fan, I'm kind of shocked, but not surprised. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, for Golden State, I'd say, like, even as, like, the Splash Bros, like, age, like, I'm pretty sure they'll develop the their lottery picks pretty well. Or I'm pretty sure they'll, they're, if everything goes semi-well, they'll probably be set for the next, I guess, five, ten years. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that too. And also, like, if you look at Curry and Clay's game, like, you know, they don't rely too much. I mean, uh, Curry relies on athleticism a fair amount, but, you know, their main thing is shooting, right? So that's going to age pretty well. And, like, what do you lose as you age? Like, athleticism. And you want to know Kaminga Wiseman are really good at? Athleticism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, this might work out really well. I really hope they end up keeping at least two out of three of the guys. I, I know it's kind of unrealistic to keep all of them, but I, I really hope they do keep two of them. Because I think especially Moses Moody, like, you can, like, contribute probably by the trade deadline like pretty well yeah for sure so yeah, I'm, as a golden state fan really fucking happy i, I was kind of worried i was kind of thinking they might pick like davion mitchell which is who i like but i don't think yeah i don't want to pick someone who's forced to be a backup to Steph. i want to pick someone who could be a backup but also could be a starter if stuff plays out right but, um, yeah. yeah pretty happy about that i, I love the memphis pick like I, I don't like where they picked him but as like a player like i was I was pretty high on Zaire Williams because I feel like he got kind of screwed this season because, you know, um, ankle injury stuff. And just, like, I feel like he's a lot better prospect than what happened at Stanford. Mm-hmm. And I was really happy they picked Zaire Williams. I think they probably could have stayed at seven and picked him, but I think it was good they got him. And, yeah, I don't know. Apart from, like, Sacramento picking Davion Mitchell, uh, I, think most, I think most teams did a pretty decent job. I, I, the only, like, question mark I have is, Houston Rockets picking Jalen Green. Like, I really just think they put they should have just picked Mobley because he's the better prospect. And I feel like right. this is just like this is just like apparently Mobley wouldn't work out for them, which is kind of crazy. But um I just think they should just pick the high, the best guy there. You know, the guy who's like packed 12, like all defense, crazy good defense, they already a very good player, and also has a very high upside. The players that are very hard to come by, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't like the Zach Levine types, right? Like they're like rare, but they're not that rare. Whereas I feel like the Evan Mobley types are like extremely rare. Like there's yep. only been like one this whole generation, Anthony Davis, right? Yeah, I guess so. But um, maybe I guess the Rockets just wanted to, I guess, a guard, assuming John Wall leaves or something like that. And Eric Gordon's looking pretty old. Yeah, I don't think Jalen Green's like a bad player. He's a pretty good player. It's just I, I just like Evan Mobley more, but it's not like. You know, this is not like a Bagley over Doncic thing, you know? Mm-hmm. This is like a Trey over Doncic. Yeah. Or something, if these guys pan out. 
But that's that's the real question of the draft, right? Because like I, I get like, really excited like looking at these prospects. I hope this is like one of the drafts where like most of the guys pan out. Like those drafts do exist. Like the 2009 draft is a good example of that, where like mm-hmm. most prospects did pretty well. Yeah. Um, it's hard to find guys who are just straight up busted. Um, I hope this is one of those drafts. It might be, but it, the real test now is like who's gonna develop and take the step, right? Like I I have faith in the Raptors developing Scotty Barnes in a shot. It might take a while. But in terms of the other guys, like, um, it'll be interesting to see. I probably Kate doesn't need any development, if I'm honest opinion. <laughs> It'll definitely help. <laughs> yeah. But he probably doesn't. Like, he, right, he'll probably you know, spawn in on the court and just be Chris Middleton, like, 90%. 80% of what Chris Middleton is right now, which is really fucking good for a rookie. So, mm-hmm. Katie's probably fine. Mobley and Green definitely got some work to do. So does Scotty Barnes. And, like, it'll be very, very interesting. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you – Go to the rookie of the year voting. You see Cade. You see like a top six prospect, and you see some random guy in like the lottery or like the twenties who's in in discussion for rookie of the year. Because there's a lot of high floor prospects who still have upside who got picked, and I could easily see one of those guys taking rookie of the year. So this is probably one of the more exciting rookie of the year races we're gonna see. It's not gonna be like this year's. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um. Yeah, um, I guess. How do you feel about the Raptors overall? Like, like I guess after getting St- Scotty Barnes, like what offseason? I guess yeah, goals or acquisitions. That's or a good transaction. That's, that's, that's something good to bring up. Um, because I think as much as I want them to keep Kyle, like that price is just way too high. You know what I mean? Like three years, thirty. That's something that that could that could be like a bad contract in like two years, and I don't want to see Kyle Lowry as a bad contract. But if it was like 15 or 20, I'd feel a lot better about it. You know what I mean? Because there's no way Kyle Lowry is going to be a bad contract at 15 or 20. But at 30, especially if like everyone's kind of strapped for cap space, that could be like a contract that people don't want to trade for. Like It could be like a neutral value contract, like the Wiggins contract is right now. He's still kind of like not quite there, but he's getting there. But like it won't be like a desirable one. You know what I mean? So I'd want to get Lowry back for 20 for like two years. But I think, you know, his demand is super high because like people seeing what Phoenix did with Chris Paul, and they want to do it with Lowry, right? And the Bulls who need a point guard, the Pelicans need a point guard, um, Miami need a point guard, uh, Dallas needs a point guard. Like, I, there's no way we're going to be able to match. No, no, we can match. There's no way we're going to be able to match and bring on someone new, unless it's like the middle, mid-level exception. But mid-level exception is not going to change your franchise, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd say, like, if, you know, obviously ask Lowry. He might save for $20 million, Who knows? But um, if not... I'd say like go after Lonzo or um maybe not Rashawn Holmes because he might ask for too much. Um, but like either a center or a very like a good point guard that can shoot. Um and he'll play defense. And I think Lonzo fits that bill like perfectly. And I think you you'd have a good time, you know, having like a Van Vliet Lonzo, Aaron Barnes, um, Ken Burst lineup to start off the year. And obviously Siakam's gonna get healthy. But that I feel very comfortable with starting off with that lineup. I would feel a little iffy if it was just Van Vliet, uh, Kyle, and Obi Barnes, and we don't add anyone else new. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that's just like running it back, right? I feel like now that you have this very good ball handling forward, you need um, you know, a good system around him for him to develop. And I think Kyle Larry would definitely be that system. But I think you also need to give um, Barnes options off the bench, right? Because he's going to be playing with the bench when Siakam comes back. And you want to give him, like, he's a playmaker, right? So you want to give him people to playmate too. Otherwise, that ability is never going to, you know, show itself, right? So 
that's what I would kind of hope for. My my dream scenario was we sign Lonzo, um, we sign back Kim Birch, and we sign a decent scoring bench guard. Uh, it's pretty hard to do, but there are some guys you could potentially look at. Maybe like a hmm, it's kind of hard. Maybe just sign back Gary Trent, as yeah, so you could do that. Just sign back Lonzo and Trent. That might work. I don't think that's a playoff team, though. I don't think. No, it's not a playoff team, yeah. but it's like a good, it's a good foundation because you have four young guys. You got a Barnes, Trent, and it'll be, uh, I guess Flynn. <laughs> you gonna put him in that <laughs> category or like Lonzo? Oh, no, no, you know Lonzo. Yeah, you have Lonzo, right? Um, yeah. And honestly, like, I don't expect us to be contenders. We're probably not gonna be contenders for like the next two years, unfortunately. But that's just what happens when you lose, the, you know, your franchise player, right? And DeRozan, they mentioned Kawhi. It's just like. Yeah, he's just like kind of bumps in the road that every franchise has to deal with. But you know, like if you look what happened to Dallas or Phoenix, you know, like those teams looked like they weren't going to go anywhere, but they had this, you know, plethora of young talent, and then look where they are now. Like these young talent, like eventually it pans out, you know. Right. So yeah. I feel pretty good about the future. Next couple of years, honestly, I'm probably just gonna have fun and watch. I'm not expecting much, but. It'll be fun, especially if we do get Lonzo. I feel like if we get Lonzo, you can see a lot of Lonzo ball jerseys in the Raptors, you know, in the Raptors stadiums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't think he might. I think it's probably going to go somewhere else, though. Like, I don't think Toronto is the destination for him. Apparently, the rumors are us, uh, the Bulls, and the Pelicans. But the Pelicans, they want to go after Lowry. Hmm. So, like, the reason why I say he could, could come to us is because the Pelicans really do want to go into Lowry. Um, signing trade, right? Yeah, and then we can just match whoever um tries to match Alonzo's offer. But I, I guess you mean like he's a very desirable player right now. Yeah, and I think if like if you're in Alonzo's shoes, Toronto's probably not the destination for him after like L.A. and New Orleans. Like, I don't think he'll he'd like. And I, I think Toronto's Toronto. definitely on par with New Orleans. I think Toronto's definitely on par with New Orleans at the very least. But in L.A., yeah, I see. But depends who gets the offer, right? Because if it's like just the Pels in Toronto, then you know. You know, we have a shot, but if it's like, you know, yeah. New York Knicks, then that might be a lot harder to compete with. Yeah, there's, yeah, a lot of teams are going for point guards, so mm-hmm. it'll just depend on who gets who. Yeah, it'll be pretty interesting. I think uh, the deadline for people to accept their options is Sunday, and free agency, the moratorium starts on Monday, and the actual free agency starts on Thursday, so that'll be pretty interesting. I hope they just don't do something similar to last year, where you just sign, like, a bunch of people on the mid-level and just kind of chill. Yeah, yeah, but that might might happen. The Raptors are that kind of organization, where like they they do they do a huge risk move like the Scotty Barnes move, and then they just chill. So right, <laughs> but yeah, this is fun though. Uh, do you have anything else you want to discuss? Uh, not really. I guess, I guess, I guess one final thing we could just, just something quick. I guess um, about the Lakers Westbrook signing. Like, do you think oh, Lakers I didn't are even contenders? Talk about that. I like, didn't even, I forgot, I forgot, but I was so consumed with the draft. I completely, like, I remember Will just saying this. I'm like, bro, I already know this, bro. Come on, move on. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> that's all the rumors on Twitter. But, um, yeah, I don't fucking know, man. I'm not seeing, I don't, sorry, I don't want to spoil your podcast. But, um, I'm also hearing stuff that DeRozan might sign for the limited level exception. So that's like, bro, that's like some Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, Kobe type teams, you know? Like, like it doesn't work, but it might work just because of the star power. Um, yeah. And also, just like that's just gonna be fun to watch, man. I, I'm not even like I, I don't even like honestly. I don't think it's a contender. I think it's very good. 
No, no, I think it's a contender. I'm not sure if you can say they just got the West on lock. Um, just because, you know, we, we got to see how Westbrook plays out. Westbrook's a very good player, so I'm not too concerned on him playing with Anthony Davis. Just like, you know, the sets, how they play. Um, you know, Westbrook's a very fast-paced player. I feel like Anthony Davis is a very, you know, bit slower-paced player, you know what I mean? So you have to get that pacing issue sorted. But is it, is it, they're just going to make the Lakers, like, such a fun team to watch. Like, like I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, every city the Lakers go to, so like, you know, Charlotte, Toronto, like you're going to see a lot more Laker jerseys there and a lot more Laker fans because like it's just going to be so fun to watch. And honestly, we might only have like one or two more years of, you know, the Lakers being this kind of, um, not like a contender, they can, be, they can be contender for a long time, but I'm saying like this amount of like entertainment, right? Where, like Westbrook's always like an electrifying, energizing player to watch. Oh, LeBron, you could always say the same thing. And Anthony Davis is like the... The guy that kind of you know you hope is the guy that glues it together, and I think it's going to be what the book and Nets like you know stardom that we kind of thought from them right in terms of like entertainment value. And yeah, for sure. I think they got a decent shot at winning the West. I think like, like the West is a lot weaker next year. You know the Clippers don't have Kawhi for a bit. Uh, the Suns, you know, we kind of saw the limitations this year. Uh, the Jazz, I, I don't even want to talk about the Jazz really. I mean that just explains itself. Uh, and yeah, it's like pretty much the top dog. So unless you know Minnesota just comes out of nowhere and just like starts, anything, we're just posterizing everyone. But it's gonna be pretty fun. What do you think about it? I don't. I don't think they're favorites though. I think the favorites are still the Nets. But um, yeah, that's my opinion. And I guess the Bucks. But what, what do you think? Yeah, um, I definitely think Lakers have a shot. Like, I guess, like basically now the Lakers have a bunch of I guess inside scoring, like just dynamic entertainment value. Like you mentioned, like all of them can. Like do amazing dunks, super athletic. Um, I guess wings all around. Um, I guess they gave up. I guess Kuzma and Harrell, but they weren't really huge value to the Lakers. Like, yeah, any, I think Harrell was barely getting play. Any games. random signing would provide almost equal value to like Harrell and, I guess, Kuzma. I guess, um, it might be a bit more value loss since I guess he was one of KCP, their right. Yeah, the wings and KCP. Yeah, like. I guess the wings might have problems, but like, I could definitely see like LeBron, um, Westbrook, like being the one and two on the team. Maybe they might try out. Yeah, and Anthony Davis being like the space, um, the spacing five with you know insane offensive fallback, right? And you know, yeah. in the case of Russell Westbrook or um, LBJ, just need a break, or you know, AD's in the best position with a mismatch, right? Like that changed me. I I barely watched Lakers games last year, but I'm gonna watch like. A lot of them next year because one, I'm a huge Russ fan. I watch a lot of the Wizards games this year, but also just like it's just gonna be like fun just to watch. I figure it out, right? Because it's like, are they gonna be this super fast team in transition, or are they gonna you know tell Russ to like slow it down a little, um, you wait for the right play, and you know um, they're gonna have shooters, right? I'm assuming they're gonna sign shooters in um free agency because that's you have to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like your best shooter right now is LeBron. <laughs> so like and LeBron's a good shooter don't get me wrong but you'd prefer to have like a you know a one or two 38 39% shooters in there and um some guys on the market I think Bryn Forbes is about to sign with the Nets so that's one guy off but who knows maybe you can get like a Danny Green or something <laughs> if Danny Green comes back that'd be kind of funny <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um yeah that's like someone they really need like they really need a Danny Green right now mm-hmm. so I'd be pretty clutch to get someone like Danny Green um I don't know if Seth Curry's contract running out but yeah i'm hella excited man like like i hope like the first game of the series first game of the season's like lakers versus who's like another team that's gonna change a lot 
probably Lakers versus like Philly, and the second team is gonna be like the Raptors versus like Detroit. That'd be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, but just um, for Kate, of course. But the, the team's pretty good. Yeah, hopefully Lakers will get DeRozan. DeRozan finally gets his ring. I kind of hope for that as well. Yeah, facts. Yo, if DeRozan is there, bro, that team. If it's DeRozan, like if the team is like Westbrook, DeRozan, Danny Green, LeBron, AD, like, jeez, that yeah. team is stacked, and that's pretty like that's not unrealistic. Like, Danny Green can realistically come for like a mid level. You can get, I don't know, clear some space, get DeRozan somehow. Um, like if especially if he's coming on the mid level, right? it's like the only way this works. That's like a pretty fun team to watch, and I'm not even like too concerned about like. It could technically be a super team, but it wouldn't be like a like a warrior super team. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like DeRozan's part probably like end of his prime. So is LeBron, and kind of Westbrook. I guess, I guess due to injuries and I don't know, like yeah, not really a super. Yeah, super I think team, it's more of like but, a Steve Nash, Kobe, Dwight Howard type team more than yeah. like a super team. It's like just mostly older all stars, but they're pretty fun to watch mm. all around. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a it's gonna be a cool reference if whoever gets it, you might get it. <laughs> you you yep. you know what I call um you you know what I call the Sacramento I'm missing out on uh the because they were trying to trade for KCP and Kuzma, right? Mm-hmm. And the, I call that simply unlucky, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that popped up. That was so funny. Damn. I, I don't even watch the videos anymore, but like his intro is like. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Yeah, good times, good throwback. Yeah, but yeah, so I'm ready to. Yeah, we can do like a last minute topic if you want, but I think it's also a good place to end off if you choose. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess. Yeah, I guess this should be it for this episode of the Zoy Pod. Thanks to Roji for providing your in-depth analysis and takes on draft. Always appreciate you on the pod. Yes, sir. Um, uh, see. Thanks for listening and. Stay zesty.